the College of Hip Hop, the first and only entertainment education app found in the App Store out of a billion apps, brings this episode of Shop Talk Podcast to you this week. One-of-a-kind resource guide with links to all information discussed in audio lessons. Download the College of Hip Hop app today, which is available across all platforms for free, to hear the exclusive seminar by No Malice, formerly of the clips, entitled Lifestyles of an Artist. Now let's start the show. Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tim Foyo Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr., Don't Text Him With Your Green Bubbles, a.k.a. Only Debate My Equals, Everybody Else I Teach, also known as Juice, because all the girls say, Jay, you ice. Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? And what up, though? This your man, Dame Gone Wild, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around, a West Side landlord, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, the thought break kid, Dame Gone Wild. What's good? What up, man? Back with episode, Chop Talk Podcast, episode number 48. 48. Only number 48. I, I came up with two. Daryl Johnson, that used to play for the Cowboys. Never heard of him. He used to be their fullback, man. I need you uh, to. I think I did hear of Daryl Johnson. This was like back in the glory days. Moose, this was like back in the glory days. How about them Cowboys? Didn't his name come up when some Dak Prescott or some something came up? Did he score like five touchdowns in a game? Something happened. Uh, I'm not sure. And Jimmy know. Johnson, NASCAR driver, is the only other 48 I could, I could muster up. You know, my dad watched NASCAR, his last name Johnson. I was going to slander him just for the hell of it, but. I let him rock. Yeah, forty-eight is not like a popular number to wear if you're an athlete. No, thirty-eight is used in music quite a bit. Forty-eight tracks, forty-eight megahertz. Uh, forty-eight is important. Okay. Um, how was your week, brother? Uh, week was cool. No, no drama, no story times with Dame to pop up this week. That's good. Uh, you know, and, and I made it to see another one, man. Any day above ground is a good day, as far as I'm concerned. So okay, okay, man, I had a pretty cool week. Uh, I got a chance to. Record um, Unsavory Antics first podcast this week. Shout out to uh, Judy Mulatto and my nigga Hey Verge. Absolutely, uh, dope. Welcome to the team. Well, yeah. yeah. Welcome to the team. Welcome to the to, to the world. It's a new. It's a, it's a community now. Yeah, yeah. You know, podcast community. Uh, Unsavory Antics is their name of their podcast, which is on SoundCloud and iTunes. So go check it out. It was a dope first episode, man. Yeah, yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed listening to it. I look forward to what they're gonna do because I know Verge because we grew up together. And Crystal is, you know, a rather unique individual with, you know, a lot of shit going on. She got her hands in a lot of different pots. So I can't wait to see, you know, what comes what comes to their new podcast. Absolutely. Good chemistry, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's so crazy is um, it used to be six degrees of separation. It's one degree. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm con- once you get like an adult, like. You don't realize how many motherfuckers you know yeah. until like you kind of get through in a position like, damn, that's your people's like, like you connected to everybody is connected by like one person, dog. Yeah. Now what scares me is somebody requests me on Facebook and we have no friends in common. Ah, uh, like I don't. Who sent you? Who sent you? You're, you're a fake profile right, as far as I'm concerned. You're the government. Like what? What? What are you doing here? Like when I look at people on Facebook, 
or when people request me on Facebook, it's for me the one of three things. We either work together, we went to high school together, or we know each other personally. Like, if you don't fall into one of those categories, you're just going to sit in my inbox. For sure. It's like... Forever. Like, you either were from my work folks, uh, you were from my school work folks, um, or I know you from the street, from my neighborhood. Yeah. Like, we didn't yeah. go to the same school, but we in the same neighborhood. Like, one of those three spots, I mean, you got some one-offs. But like very rare. But even the one offs are connected to other people that I know. You know what I'm saying? So we don't got nobody in common. Yeah, if you like, request me and you don't have no we don't have no mutual friends, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna decline it. You just gonna sit. Oh forever. You know, you know what's weird is like somebody requests you and you look at your mutual friends and they all like fringe people that you know you don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this not this not what's up. Nah, man. nah. That's not what's up. Like I'm not opening up my, my Facebook. <laughs> I could be I could be open on Instagram and all and all I'm not opening up my now, Facebook. People from work follow me on Facebook, so I keep that shit yeah kind of filtered down. Oh man. Uh so speaking of weeks who didn't have a good week this week? Uh JetBlue? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. JetBlue on some fuck shit. Let them people ride with that cake. Man, I was conflicted with this story for about eh, seven and a half seconds. Uh, once I saw the whole story, I still feel like JetBlue was in the wrong. Absolutely. But, like, yo, you taking a cake from wherever to Las Vegas, like, you dumb as fuck. That cake is not is going to look like shit by the time you get off the plane. Like, there's certain things that jumped out. To me about this story when I first heard it And hold on before we get into that This is where my real beef comes in at You can take a motherfucking cake on a plane But I can't take a full bottle of body wash Nigga, bottle, I can't take cologne Bottled water <laughs> Right I can't do none of that But you can take a motherfucking tiered cake on a plane Like, like I, that's where my beef starts Like in all the cartoons they used to uh, Hide uh, guns and shit <laughs> Guns, knives yeah. like You want to break out of prison you had a little Uh what you, a file in there and shit like cake is the place that you're supposed to hide shit. I right. just want to be able to take. I just want to be able to be somewhere, buy a bottle of cologne, and get on the plane with it and take it back with me. But they make that shit virtually impossible. Man, last year I went to the Bahamas and like uh, I just wanted some sand, right? Like I literally took sand from the Bahamas and I put it in the cup, nigga. No, they, my nigga. I went. I got it home, like you know. But, but the shit it was, you had to go through to get that bitch home, dog. They literally brung out the bomb stuff. Like, they took out the strips, they tested it, they put it on my hand. Like, they literally did, like, a little chemistry project. Like, I'm like, fam, it's Why are you standing in line? I'm like, dog, this is the, like, y'all know what y'all sand <laughs> look like, fam. Like, this the behind, y'all sell sand. Like, if I would have bought it in this little, because that's what I was going to do. I'm like, I'm not about to pay $15 for some shit. When I, I can, can go scoop outside, with a cup. <laughs> outside I, in the morning. And I got 50 times more, you know what I'm saying, but. Yo, it is what it is. I got some sand from Bahamas. Every every country or continent I go to, I'm gonna try to get a little bit of sand. I got this from my cousin. He visits a lot of places and he grab he takes sand uh, from everywhere and he has them like set across. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, dope concept. So I, I stole it from him. Shout out to Q. Uh, so a couple things jumped out to me when I read this story. Initially, I was like, these are some black people. 100%. Well, I knew they was black when they was trying to take a plane. I mean, trying to take a fucking cake to Vegas. Uh, that's exactly what they're... <laughs> like, why would you just buy a cake when you get there? Because they like Sh- Shamika's cake, and Shamika make the best birthday cake, and that's what the I'm fuck sure, I want for my birthday. I'm sure Vegas has the best everything. Like, whatever you want in Vegas, you can find it. Like, yeah. you can find... There's snow. There's, you can go skiing in Vegas. 
like fuck out of here. In real life, dog, anything with enough money, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, that's that's just in general. With enough uh, money, you can make anything happen. But Vegas is like paradise in the middle of the desert. Whatever you want, you can do that shit in Vegas. They make cakes. Period. I want to go to Vegas and I want to get that Lamar Odom package. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> you might leave cocaine and toots. Nah, you might go. You you order the. Lamar Odom package, you might leave with the package. <laughs> you don't want the package. Nah, nah, I don't want that one. I don't want the as I die slowly. Yeah, because he got enough money for them to, to bring him back to life. <laughs> <laughs> I got enough money to get a, a ride to the hospital they gonna look and a couple like, IVs. Because they, they trying to resuscitate him because he's going to be another customer. They're going to look at this nigga like, nah, he just on vacation. <laughs> nah. He just hit to uh, get a good look at MGM. That's not going to be his regular life. Hey, man, a bump of cocaine might do that to you. <laughs> All right, man. So let's explain what happened. So there's a family of four, uh, I apparently, and they're trying to get to Vegas. And the young lady is uh, ce- trying to celebrate her 40th birthday. So she gets on the plane with her cake. Um, and I-, I guess originally they tried to put it, they wanted to, like, hold it in their lap or some shit. But, like. That's dumb. You can't you can't do that. So they try to put it in the overhead compartment. But Why can't it w- you hold it in your lap? You can't hold nothing in your lap. I told you that, remember they, they tell you to put everything under, under the seat. seat yeah. yeah. So So one of the air waitresses told her to put that shit up under her seat. Well, they told her to put it um like in the in the in the compartment above, but it wouldn't fit. And then they tried to put one in the back and there was some stuff that they needed to get there or some shit. So they was like, you got to go. They were like, well, let me put it under the seat. And one of the persons was like, yeah, hey, throw it under the seat. You'll be all right. And then uh, Broomhilda come back out from the back. I'm like, no. <laughs> Broomhilda. That's the, that's the worst name I could think of. Stewardess, I, I think I said this yesterday. They just like bottle models in the sky. <laughs> Shout out to the bottle <laughs> models in <Damn>. the sky. <laughs> Isn't, hold on. We know, we know a stewardess. You know what you actually <laughs> called them? You called them flying waitresses. That's what you said. You, you, flying waitresses. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that sounds better. You kind of cleaned it up with the bottle model, but you called them flying waitresses. I mean, she's supposed to bring. That was. It's funny. Look, you're just supposed to bring me what I want. It was a little dismissive and a little, a little disrespectful. I know, especially because we know someone personally. That absolutely. <laughs> shit, my auntie was one for like thirty years. Oh man. Well, bring me my peanuts and a full Pepsi. <laughs> they got you, they give you them little tiny. Uh, I want no shot glass and Pepsi. Now, where do you buy them shits from? Where do you buh them little twenty five percent can pops? I don't know. I don't like. They don't make the bitches know. specifically for <laughs> for the airplanes. <laughs> Give me a whole fucking pop. Because you know you get them bitches to your kids. You know what I'm saying? They keep asking for. Hey, take one of these, <laughs> goddamn it! Because you only gonna drink that much anyway and leave this bitch on the counter. Um, so anyway, Broomhilda came from the back, told them they couldn't have that cake. Yeah, this shit wasn't popping, and um, there was a discussion that ensued, and then the police were called, and the police came out like, "Dog, let her put it underneath the seat. Like it's not that big of a deal." Broomhilda wasn't having it. Y'all got to get off. Actually, they deboarded the whole flight and made everybody get off because of this shit. No, I'm not feeling that idea. I would have been pissed the fuck off. How much a flight to Vegas? Probably about, you can get to Vegas for like less than 300 On JetBlue, probably $52. Okay. Bitch, I give you the $40 for this cake. Like, I'm just trying to get to Vegas. Yeah, man. So, like. I bet you they have amazing cake wherever you're going to stay at. Absolutely. If you go to the hotel and you tell them it's your birthday, I'm sure they'll find a way you a to, free br- cake. to bring you some cake. Yeah, they give you a free cake. Yeah. Tell them you want to spend some money because it's your birthday. Oh, shit. Get this bitch everything. Yeah. Uh, the reason I was conflicted with the story for about seven and a half seconds was if I'm trying to get to my location because I got some shit to do with my actual life. 
Y'all niggas over here arguing over a fucking cake. Man, get the fuck off the plane. Y'all deboarded this shit? What if I got a connecting flight to me to get to somewhere? I'm trying to get to Malaysia or somewhere. You missed. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've got an international flight, and that's not some shit I can just get on an hour later. Y'all about to make me miss this, miss this shit. So I think that's where the airlines be coming from, because it's like 400 people on this plane. And your one issue does not trump all 400 people. Now that that shit out the way, nigga, it's a fucking cake. It's not that fucking shit. Let this bitch put the cake underneath the ca- underneath the, the chair. Shit. Man. <laughs> you can't afford another public outrage. Like, planes been going through it right now. Yeah, they are. But that's a good way to fly for free, though. Get on a plane, let them toss you off with some bullshit. You can give me a check for $10,000 and some frequent flyer miles. Hey, man, you want to book a flight somewhere and, and start some shit? I'm sorry. Uh, you got to be really careful about we black, that. Cause you, we black you, males, too. You start the wrong shit, you end up on the fucking no-fly list. And that shit is really inconvenient. Uh, yeah, it is. I can't. <laughs> I, can't. <laughs> Yo, I, don't have, I like to be a contrarian. I know sometimes. two people on the no-fly list right now for starting some shit. And I, I got a very popular name. It's hard to put me on a no-fly list. Nah, nigga, they'll they'll take your picture and thumbprint you and do all type of shit. I'm black. Like, it's like not everybody. it's not like niggas just walk around with a clipboard with your name on it, like the no fly list some real shit. I don't want no parts of it. Uh, I'm sorry, FAA. Uh, Shout out to my homeboy Rock, who's on the no fly list and had to drive from Cali back to Detroit. Jesus Christ, how how many weeks it take him to get there? <laughs> shit? Took that nigga four days in a rental car because you gotta go to speed limit. Four days in a Prius to get from to get from LAX back to Southfield and Evergreen. I bet you he had great mileage in that Prius, though. <laughs> he probably did, but like I'm not driving through no fucking he, desert. He dog. was supposed to come back home for work. He was supposed to be back like the next day, mm. and ended up having to drive back because he got kicked off a flight and was on the, and is currently on the no fly list. How you get off the no fly list? Uh, I have joined no B six thirteen. I don't know what that is, but I have no clue uh, how you get off of that motherfucker, but he's still on it. Nigga uh, can't fly to this day. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone except name knows what beat the 613 is. So f- what the fuck is that? We're not going to get into it. What, that's a, uh, that. <laughs> Some old conspiracy theory shit, probably. No, nah, that's a TV show you clearly don't watch. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV, man. Yeah, it's man. Just like you don't watch TV or movies, <laughs> It's just like movies, We got it, man. dog. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga just sits at home. <laughs> no, you got cable shit. Like, you used to work for a cable ESPN, company. ESPN, Vice Land, MTV Jam, like Chan, or BET Jam. We worked for a cable company for like fifteen years. Like you should be a TV expert, nigga. I don't get no fuck no more. It's like three shows I follow. Damn. All right. Uh, <laughs> It'd be too hard for me to learn a character name and follow the storyline. To learn their name? <laughs> I don't, Jesus Christ! I gotta watch that shit for seasons. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention though. You know, we did just pass Mother's Day last yeah. last Sunday was Mother's Shout Day. Shout out to all the mothers that's holding it down. Absolutely, man. And um, being a, a mother is a hard ass job. I can't even front like that shit is easy or look easy. Being a mother is a hard ass job. And if you are a mother and you're doing that shit well, like I commend you. That's what's up. Uh, so there was a lot. You know, I, I really do believe that. In which I was kind of dumbfounded and kind of took back by uh, some women who find it offensive if a man purchases a Mother's Day gift. Uh, for the child of his mother's, the baby mama, if they're not together no more. Like, why? I don't understand why that was a big issue, but it was. And I had like seven individual arguments with different people on Facebook and Instagram for it. Uh, for what, though? Like, what's the beef? They think it's disrespectful to their new relationship. 
I'm like, this person don't stop being my like. If she doesn't stop being the mother of my child just because me and you are currently together. Like, and they kept tying stupid. it to the relationship. I'm like, what about celebrating motherhood? Has to mean that this is I have to be in a relationship with the mother in order to respect her motherhood. Like, she raises my child. This it's is, not a Christmas gift. It's not a Valentine's Day gift. It's not a birthday gift. It's fucking Mother's Day. Like, my position on it. Like the the mother of my kids, she get a she gets a a Mother's Day gift. Like, I appreciate her nurturing our children, you know, being a great mother, nurturing my child, watching them grow, taking her to doctor's appointments, uh, fucking the dentist appointment, being there for parent-teacher conference, like, being a mother. Like, right, I don't, right, right, right. Like, just because we not together, like, doesn't diminish what she has given to me. Like, my kids are my greatest gift in my life. Like, I've been a fuck-up in, like you know, not a good person for the majority of my life and having kids and seeing them grow and come up is like, lets me know that there's some good that's come from me and their mothers contribute to that good. And I, I literally have like, if I'm with a, a woman and she has a problem with me showing that I don't even, I may not even like my child's mom. Don't have but to that, like, her. you know what I'm saying? That has nothing to do with the fact that you're a good mom. If I probably good, don't like her, shit. <laughs> but like, and like why 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 you have to buy a gift? Why can't you give a call or a text, nigga? Do you want a call or a text on your birthday? Cause that's yeah. some other shit that don't make no sense. Every year, why the fuck I gotta buy you a gift? Cause just because you was born three hundred and sixty five days ago, like that number any week. Why don't we get one every hundred days or some shit? Like that's a better number. Three sixty five is weak, but we do this shit. We live in America. We are we are a commercialized capitalistic society. We have a bunch of gift giving holidays. They made a day specifically to talk about the task of motherhood and you have an issue with me recognizing somebody doing a great job at motherhood. You got some own insecurities inside of you. If you think that means that your man is trying to get back with his baby mom, and just because your baby daddy don't give a fuck about you doesn't mean that like I'm trying to push up on her. Like it's whatever my kids mother will continue to get a mother's day gift until the kids get working age and can buy their mama whatever the fuck she want. Uh, I'll probably still do something. I'll, and I only get them something small, like maybe like a gift certificate, you know, the hey, go, go to math and body works. Shit. Yeah, you massage, envy, maybe to their favorite restaurant or take, something. Take these beasts by Only $25, though. Take, only $25. You ain't going to cake up and get fat off of me. You can, <laughs> you can get one meal. <laughs> One meal and possibly a drink. Like take these uh beats soft by, drink. Take these beats by Dre so you can block the kids out uh <laughs> during the weekend or some shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Beats by Dre is kinda expensive though, so Nah, you're not getting no beats. But I mean just something small to show my appreciation. I mean, besides my continuous child support payments. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this isn't coming out of the this isn't coming out of what FOC gives you. This was out of my own pocket, out of my own kindness. So if you get a Mother's Day gift, you know. I'm happy for you, but I mean, if you hating on somebody buying their ex a Mother's Day gift, like you, you're dealing with your own insecurities, and they and they are they are on display for all of Facebook. That's what you look like. These new niggas, man. I don't, and they, and when I say new niggas, it applies to you, ladies too, because some of y'all new age ladies, like y'all, some fucktards. Absolutely. These new niggas, man. I can't. I can't rock with y'all. Oh man, you should just see the comments in there, dog. Like, cause you know who hurt you, boo. Who hurt you? But I'm talking about from the from the um. The people who were born males, because uh, <laughs> they not men, you know what I'm saying? They jump in there, start caping, yeah, and if he's a real man, I really hate that term, real man. You ain't never met a real nigga in your life. Your daddy left you after you bust off in your mama. Like, you've never had a real nigga, in you, a and real man ever around you. And that's why you mad. 
Like, because your dad left, and that, I mean, because when your dad left, he never got your mama nothing, so you think that's normal. No, your dad was a whole-ass nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, but uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, incredible mothers right. out there. Uh, yeah, and that's all I got for that one. So if you're mad that you got a get or that your new boo bought his ex a gift, like, fuck you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sincerely from Shop Talk Podcast. And this one topic that is on the list, and it was on the list earlier this week, but I don't want to talk about it. Oh, man. I hate it. <laughs> like, it irritated me all fucking week, dog. I I heard you got one for your birthday. Man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <Our> rompers. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, nigga. <laughs> You can take it away, dog. Because I'm, I'm, I don't. Want I don't really have much to say about these man rompers. Um, you know, fashion repeats itself. And back in the seventies, like nigga, you you seen what's love got to do about it? Like I turn her hat on a one piece in a couple of them scenes. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like everybody, if I mean, you grew up in the nineties, you know, you had the blue jean overalls joint. Hell with yeah. the, whether it was long pants or shorts, like nigga Mike Tyson wore one of them bitches, and you not gonna say shit to Mike Tyson? Nah, you not. Uh, uh, nigga, fucking knock out a horse. Hey man, like fashion has always been questionable. If you look through history, like we not gonna sit here and act like Andre three thousand ain't wore some questionable shit. Like motherfucking. That's uh, how. That's why. That's how one of our beef started. Yeah, like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five wouldn't. Wouldn't pop locking in some shit with their chest hair out. And you know what's so funny? And I don't realize, I don't know if you realize this. I may have influenced you, man. You come to the dark side. Thank you. I'm, I'm just saying. Thank just you for coming the, to the dark side for, for, the, use, for using that Andre 3000 example. Just for the sake of this argument. Because we had like the argument about Young Thug. And I think he was nigga. responsible for yeah, I mean, but nobody questioned Dre 3000's masculinity because I, of niggas how he carried did. I definitely did. Niggas definitely come on, did. Man. Come on. Now, you can say hip-hop magazines didn't question it, but no, niggas definitely did. I just always thought that nigga was on some weirdo shit, but I didn't necessarily question his sexuality. I mean, it's Andre 3000. He he has, like, some—he's touched some benchmark pussy. He has a baby with Erica Badu. That is life-changing vagina right there. I understand that. I, I do, and we're not. I'm not. I'm gonna talk. I'm, I'm not gonna talk about. This is not about Andre three thousand. No, no this is about you niggas. But this in rompers. But I don't like how certain people get a pass just because we like them. Like you can't tell me that Prince wasn't fucking niggas too. You can't oh, tell man, me I'm not, I'm not touching. I'm, I'm not touching saying. that one. Nigga I'm, got his ass cheeks out. Bam. I'm not touching that one. Like man. niggas is okay with it. Oh, well, that's Prince. He had bitches. Nigga, nigga. Sometimes niggas like bitches and men too. Like sometimes men. Fuck with men and women. So, like, everybody get a pass on people they like. I just wasn't ever. I couldn't gravitate towards Prince music because I never got with the whole identity shit. Okay. I couldn't do it, dog. That whole androgynous thing can be a little bit tricky to navigate. Now, tell me that Prince ain't wearing no fucking romper. Because I go, I go, I would go find about 30 pictures of him with the ass out in the romper. Oh, hell yeah. So, Prince. everybody on that bitch talk about rompers and shit. And y'all got to, while this nigga getting his hair done, with got the little white strips around and shit, <laughs> that nigga leaving the salon in some high heels and a pink and purple romper, y'all niggas talking about, don't let me catch y'all in this. 
you're not gonna ever catch me looking like Prince. Goddamn it! Well, let me say this: maybe fashion statements don't necessarily define your sexuality, but they definitely make me put a question mark over that shit. Wasn't this a uh, simple with question mark? <laughs> it, I, I, I'm sorry, this I'm not, not touching no not, Prince slander, bro. You on not, that one by your, you on that island by yourself. I'm just saying. See, niggas want niggas back away from. Him, but if it was Young Thug, we can attack this man because he clearly looks like what he looks like. Young Thug is a is a perk baby. He's a zanny baby, like how niggas how the the mythological crack babies were. We got to do the episode. Yeah, because crack babies are a myth. We'll we'll get into that. Uh, but when I look, what I don't want to be, what I don't want to see is we had a shop talk picnic come July, and somebody roll up in a, a a man rolls up to this bitch with a romper with your thighs out, nigga. Like no, no. Hey, I will shoot the picnic up myself. With a warning. Whose man's is this? <laughs> right, whose man's is this? That's <laughs> it's, the it's question what I'm I'm Like, whose man's is this the in the, the romper? The dog. nigga in the romper. Who'd you come with, whose bro? Whose man's is this? Who'd you come with? Why don't you sit down in the back? Oh, man, what really got me upset about this man romper shit? Not because of... Because, like, when it first popped, you know, we exchanged some messages over, like, nigga... This, it, was, it was funny. Like, nigga, this gonna be some good content. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it was nigga, funny for about a day or two. Dog, the internet ruined this shit, dog. Like, they beat this motherfucking horse dead back to life and killed him again on the third day. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it just flowed like that. I literally had no reason for that. Hey, man, this, uh, is, a, this is why we shouldn't record like how we're doing right now. Uh, like, I don't like the internet no more because social media makes everybody think that they're a fucking comedian. Yeah, like most I'm not of a, y'all, most I'm, of y'all aren't. Like I don't, I'm not a comedian. Like I don't tell jokes and no shit like that. Some shit may be humorous or whatever, or a certain. But like everybody wants to be a fucking comedian, and you're not funny. And these jokes are not funny. And your comment and your two cents is not funny. And I just was looking at the straight face all fucking week because y'all beat this dead horse, dog. Yeah. Uh, or you post a meme that you have already seen thirty times, and then you post it. They doing it for the likes, man. Like fam, everybody not, does it for the likes. I'm not liking the same picture more than once or twice. Like you know what I'm saying? Like all right, dog, I didn't like this shit like five times. You gonna keep uploading this shit like this the first time I saw it? Hey man, niggas, everybody wanna want a piece of the action. Uh, yo, speaking if of, you just if you just my people, I don't want to see you no romper at all. I'm a clown you for the rest of. How you supposed to? So you at the picnic, right? And you got a fucking romper. Uh, How are you supposed to talk to a woman wearing a fucking romper? Absolutely. That's one thing. But you got to take a piss. So you got to go up behind this tree and drop your... You got to get naked, nigga, to take a piss on a tree. You gonna, the police drive by, you going to jail, my nigga, because your ass out. Oh, shit. Hey, shout out to my nigga Wine, who almost got put on the indecent... The sex offender list for taking you, a piss behind a garbage can at uh, Bell Isle. Yo, my homeboy... That's fucked up. My homeboy is a t- was a teacher, took a piss... Behind a dumpster at a school. Oh shit! (laughs) First off, let's just talk about how how horrible of idea this is. Nigga can't be in five hundred feet of a school at this point. (laughs) Nigga can't be. He said was a teacher. (laughs) He was. He was a teacher. Nigga can't be in five hundred feet of a school no more. No, that is. Let's talk about. Let's just think about the bad decision. Because he was. Because he just got drunk at the titty bar, pulled over to the side of the road, and happened to and happened to take a piss behind a dumpster at the school. So when you said school, I just thought like three o'clock in the afternoon, (laughs) kids in the like. Nah, nah, he was just pissy drunk. You know, had a bad. You know how I be. You be drunk, and you can't. It's either pee on yourself or pee on the side of the road. And that nigga made the choice. That's one of the things, man. Like. 
if you from Michigan, you fuck with, you know what Otis is. If you from Michigan and you a real nigga, you know what Otis is. Hell right? yeah. So you go on Otis and Offender you- tracking information system. Otis is like Facebook for, <laughs> for me. Like literally, I got a lot of friends in jail. But the only thing about reading Otis, like you'll see the charges, but you don't know the backstory. No. Nah. So some of the charges, you be like, God damn, this nigga is out here, but you don't know the backstory. So if you bring up my man on Otis and he say- uh, Indecent exposure inside of, at a school on the subject like you, you go, think that nigga showing his dick to kids? Yeah, you don't you don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Or but if, so if you take a piss a bell out behind a dumpster and you get caught by the police, they almost put you on the sex offender list. You got to register as a sex offender in your neighborhood every time you move. Like, and there's there's an iPhone app for that. Like, yeah. you, do you look at the app? I've seen it. Man, that shit is it, that shit is scary. <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of perms in my neighborhood. <laughs> it is. It is. And I got kids, so I look at shit like that like on the regular. But like I, you said, some some fool shit can get you on that bitch. I go jogging in my neighborhood. I, I get niggas to side out. Make sure, hey, don't go three horses down because Mr. Uh, Mr. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Henry. Hey, yo, if you got on a romper, you making bad deci- you making poor decisions with your life and poor decisions with your summer. Like, there's nothing better than a Detroit summer. Do not fuck it up by wearing, wearing a romper, by going to the club in a romper, by going to the titty bar with a romper on. Nigga, going to a picnic, a barbecue, family reunion, in a fucking romper. Like, Look I, don't, at, I don't think this shit exists in real life. Oh, it does. Like, I, like Cam Newton had on, had on one Cam a few Newton's weeks gay. ago. I'm not going to jump out that window. He, d- he definitely makes some questionable fashion choices. I'm just saying, dog, there's only been one NFL player that ever they came out. Like, statistically... No, a third of these niggas is gay, <laughs> yeah. dog. And, like, they be trying to tell us, but they don't want to come out and say it. Like, it's a lot. Of, hey, and there's nothing wrong with it. I, I, when I we said We work it, with gay people. We work with I homosexual people every day. Yeah, and I didn't say it like that's a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? But, like, hey, sometimes you just got called a spade a spade. Great football player. I'm still rooting for Cam. There's a certain Dab connotation with, with it that comes with, pl- with, with being an athlete. That's yeah. all. I mean, live your truth. Nobody can use it against you. Yeah, but, I mean, you can't tell me that there's not niggas walking around NFL. That was a Major high take. Why baseball. did I just call Cam Gay like that? You, you <laughs> did. <laughs> that was kind of bold. But you've been on one this morning. Hey, you, you've been on. It's early. Didn't shit. you say that the romper rose from the dead three, <laughs> in three days like Jesus? I mean, you on one I did Hey, no, they said, I did, no, whatever. I'm hey, not. man, I'm going <laughs> to. So, <laughs> why I pull up social media? So, I seen some really fucked up shit yesterday on social media. I'm going to send it to you so you can enjoy it for yourself and watch this a little bit later. Okay. It's really fucked up. Okay. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. All right. I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> it's, like, it's only a 15-second clip, but this shit is super Should fucked Should I watch up. it right now? You can watch it right now. Turn the volume up. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold on, people. This is real time, okay? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Now, what the fuck? That's why you got to turn the volume all the way up. No, I didn't want them to hear it. What the f- Oh, shit. Hey, man. The internet wins every time. And you niggas with rompers loose. Uh-huh. I could transition into a story about this shit. That it, I mean. <laughs> well, transitioning from this video uh, that we just saw. Uh, who's jumping off the ledge today? Uh, did you hear about Chris Cornell? Yeah, man, he committed suicide. Yeah, no, that's pretty funny. In Detroit. Yeah, on some local news. Um, if you don't know we from Detroit, uh, what's wrong with you? Um, but um, unfortunately, he had a, a show at the Fox the other night, um, finished performing, went to his hotel room and MGM, um, and allegedly uh, committed suicide. 
It's terrible. Um, very, very much so terrible. Uh, from reading the report, I, I'm not going to act like I knew who Chris Cornell was, 52 years old. Didn't know who he was until I saw yeah. until I saw it on the, uh, in the news. Uh, I mean, that's not my genre of music. It's not my age range, my age bracket. However, it is still tragic. Um, I heard some people talking about it at work. I heard the name and it didn't click for me. And then uh, I, I saw the story online and started reading it. I'm like, oh, this is what they were talking about. Apparently, this guy was like a big deal. And uh, his wife kind of suspected something was going on. So she was calling, blowing up the phone. He wasn't Women answering. always know, man. Women always know. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Abso- Knew something was wrong. Called one of the best friends or something to go and check on him. Uh, they bust the door down um, and they found him in there. Um, I'm just saying allegedly uh, committed suicide because the coroner said like uh, death by hanging or something of that nature. But he was on the ground when they found him. Yeah, that's kind of, eh, I don't know. Kind of weird. Uh, you, we're not medical examiners. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't. All I'm gonna say is this: it, Sui- I, I suicide find, is a terrible thing. I just find it funny that within 12 hours the medical examiner's already now maybe because you're important and you got money, but sometimes we're talking about the city of Detroit. Like it's rape kids from 2000 that still haven't 2000, been tested. Yeah, haven't been tested. You know what I'm saying? It's like we don't do good shit here in the city of Detroit when it comes to crime. Well, let me rephrase that. We I'm have a lot of we have a lot of financial difficulties which prevent us from doing the best job that we actually physically can. We do yeah. have the right people. There is some things that are in place that are some roadblocks that are in place, and they cause delays. But it's interesting that within less than 12 hours, you can have everything figured out already. Like, what about when what what such and such auntie? goes through some shit like it's two weeks later and we still don't know what the cause of death was but yeah uh i thought i mean that's weird right like yeah, it is and we kind of and i think especially in the urban environment we kind of glaze over like suicide well not suicide but more or less mental issues and people going through shit we just kind of group it into one thing all oh, that nigga crazy no that motherfucker like dealing with shit like living in the hood will cause ptsd Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like when you have encounters with the police, encounters with violence, guns, like that shit will drive in you real, fucking crazy. In real life. Like that's not even like a joke. Like I really do think we got P- PTSD from a lot of shit. You ever heard of urban survival syndrome? Uh, I heard, uh, you know, I follow so a lot of the blo- pro black and everything. Yeah. Everything. I've heard. Not the album, but they're yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the actual urban survival syndrome where people say like you act in a ultra violent manner because of the environment that you live in and you come from. You living with niggas every day that's got that shit. And you never pe- know the nigga the nigga that's standing behind you at the liquor store could have murdered four people. Yeah, and when people start showing signs of depression, when they start, you know, reaching out or looking to impart something in you that they may be going through like we we can't ignore those signs i don't know this man or what he exhibited beforehand i mean shit he was just tweeting that he was you know excited to be performing in detroit he said he loved detroit yeah he he said it in other interviews how much he loved like performing here in the city you never know when people are going through something or when they're showing those signs i mean it's unfortunate you know, my prayer, my sincerest prayers are going out to his family because for you to lose somebody, that's that's rough. Um, and I was looking at online, and, you know, via different interviews and different things. Uh, he was definitely battling depression, um, drug usage and things of that nature. It's kind of hard, man. I guess it's hard for the people around somebody who say if your friend is the star or, you know, what I'm saying it's hard to tell this person, no. 
I'm, I assume that would be hard to be real with somebody or help that person when the person that you're talking to can do anything that they want to. Yeah. Like I have enough money to to buy any drug or to say you're not gonna be in my life anymore or whatever. I, I assume that's hard, but if those are your loved ones, you still got to do what you need to do to make sure that they're okay. Yeah, and you gotta, you know, your circle got to be strong. I try to like, ain't no, I can't say that none of my friends are yes men. You know what I'm saying? Nobody that I roll with is just going to tell me some shit is good just because that's the shit that I want to hear. I got homeboys of mine that will pull me to the side right now. Like, look, fam, you fucking wildin'. Like, you on some you on some nut shit right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and, that's, and it come from a place of love. So, you know, I don't know what he was going through, what signs he was exhibiting. But if you know somebody, like, that shit is real. Because we, we dealing with so much in life. We are dealing with so much bullshit on a day-to-day basis. When people show you those signs, believe them. Absolutely. Like, that's just not fake. They're not crying wolf. Like, that might be your last opportunity. Real. Um, and on that note, uh, we're going to take a little break. Yeah. And uh, pay some pay bills. Pay some bills. Absolutely. Because we got sponsors now. Real dope sponsors this week. Uh, shout out to the College of Hip Hop. The College of Hip Hop is a premier learning platform for entertainment education. A must-have free app for anyone and everyone who knows somebody looking to learn the business side of arts and entertainment industries. Very easy to navigate and feature exclusives, interviews from industry heavyweights such as Wendy Day, Dave Nelson, Alonzo Williams, and more. Blogs, audio seminars on topics ranging from copyrights, publishing, encoding, marketing, and many more subjects. The College of Hip Hop features a resource guide with helpful links to publishing forms, contracts, and lots more helpful items. Created by AJ and SJ Jackson, young entrepreneurs that saw a void in the arts and entertainment industry. Their goal is to make the arts and entertainment industry simple for anyone and everyone who is interested. All right, man. So uh, we got a we got a couple more things on our list um, before we get into um, whose man's is this? Yeah, until we get before we get into the the, the age old question of who man's is this. Uh, a couple other things happened this week. Uh, let's talk about Black Youngster. Yeah, that's my nigga. I like Black Youngster though. I didn't even know he was a real rapper. To be perfectly honest, I thought he just came on stage and called people whores for about an hour and a half and look, threw money. Look, 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 little horse, little horse. Uh, so I'll be perfectly honest, man. I don't typically like people like Black Youngster. It's very easy to call this man a coon. Yeah, and he's probably. I mean, to a, he still might be. Yeah, he still might be. Uh, I, I don't typically enjoy black people like that, right? However, this man is very entertaining. Like he is. I am entertained, and he. I don't know if I mean interviews. Have you actually seen with him? I saw a, a feature they did on him on Viceland where they showed like where he was from in Memphis, mm-hmm. like his struggle, how he grew up. Like nigga, his mom, his grandma was still in the middle of the hood. Niggas was standing on her her porch with choppers mm. just in case somebody drove past on some dumb shit. Wow. So I mean, this nigga, he's quote unquote. I hate this term, but he's well, he's being true to himself. I won't yeah. call him real. He's being true to himself. Everybody has a different definition of real. When you're true to yourself. That's real to me, right? Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, like, so in interviews, I, he's a lot more intelligent than he would. Uh, he would appear yeah, to be. Yeah. Once he takes the character of Black Youngster, yeah, off, because you... that definitely is a character, um, and he 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 knows what's going on. All the cars and everything that you see him in there are purchased for. Like he's not the renting renting items yeah. or whatever, and he does things to drum up attention. Like he's he's smarter than what he will he will what you would think, right? But. Uh, we all understand that this week he was uh he turned himself in um slash arrested i don't know how when you turn yourself in don't that still count as being arrested 
Uh, yeah. Because you mean, gotta get anyway. Because you still gotta bond the fuck out. Yeah. Like I've I've had to turn myself in personally, yeah. and like it was like a turnstile. I turned myself in. <laughs> I paid my money. I was, I was back out on the streets in like less than an hour. So I mean, I understand how the process works. Um, so he turned himself in in connection with the shooting that happened in um Charlotte. Um, when Young Dolph car got shot up uh, over a hundred times. And shout out to Young Dolph for not only investing your money in jewelry, but also buying yourself a bulletproof car. Absolutely. 50 Cent was the first to do that. Shout out to 50 for that. Yeah. He was riding around in in a a bulletproof Humvee. But Dolph wasn't stupid. Like, we come in, and I think we can kind of rationalize with this shit a little bit differently, because we grow up in a city where a motherfucker tell you, look, nigga, next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. He might mean that shit. Absolutely. Like, when a a nigga from Detroit tell you, when I I see you, it's going to be a problem. Well, you need to be prepared for when you see that motherfucker. Because Detroit is small and a bitch, and you might see that nigga coming out the liquor store. If a nigga say on site, hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out the hard way, no bitch and dang. Yeah. On site, my nigga. So, uh, Young Dolph car got shot up 100 times in uh, um, Charlotte, right? Yeah, it was during the CIAA. Yeah. yeah. So, he released a, a project called Bulletproof. <laughs> and then he, he went on to name his album. I mean, every song on this album is a sentence. Well, all the, yeah, yeah. they all come up to one complete sentence. Roll, so, th- roll through them. <laughs> I'm going to read all the, the, the songs on this album. Incredible idea, too, dog. 100 shots in Charlotte, but I'm bulletproof, so fuck them. That's how I feel, all of them. I'm so real. I pray for my enemies. I'm everything you want to be, SMH. So the police said, I'm reading the article online. They said the arrest indictment came Inspired by lyrics from Young Dolph's mixtape. These hip-hop police is out there, and they're for real. They indict niggas off of rap music. I don't know how I feel about that, dog. So they, 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 it's dry snitching is still snitching. It is, right? Yeah, it is. Because when this shit when this shit went down, nothing about this situation said, I think black youngsters behind this. No, I thought for sure Yo Gotti sent some goons, like some real goons. That's that's the first thing I thought, like, damn, Yo Gotti, uh, like, I'm not for this fuck shit. Yeah. Like, I'm not about to drop no records, nigga. Uh, I'm just going to send some niggas to kill you. Nothing about this shit was like, yeah, this black youngster. Uh, so, I don't know. The police allegedly got to that determination based off of the allegedly- some songs from his, his the project. song lyrics, and then the van that shot up Young Dolph's vehicle was allegedly rented by a black youngster, and he told the police Somebody like stole he stole it. it. <laughs> I mean, this shit happens. It does. This shit happens. Disprove it. I mean, prove, prove it didn't happen. I had a rental car once, niggas. I had I rented a, a Grand Cherokee one time, and niggas stole that bitch about my driveway. And what they do inside of it? Oh, they never found a bitch. Oh. Well, they didn't like shoot it. They didn't shoot a rival that you had. It didn't park that bitch back in front of your house. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows if somebody was murdered in that vehicle? But you know, the shit happens. Rental cars get stolen every day, b. But uh, so black youngster bonded out. Fifteen charges, like ten grand a piece. He bonded out, and everybody else that was with him. Yeah, that's went, that's some real shit. You get your homies out too. Absolutely, because they gonna tell on you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> better get it. The longer niggas sit in jail, the look. If a nigga will throw dirt on your name. 
for some rat ass pussy. He will throw dirt on your name for freedom. And hey, listen, the longer you sit in jail, the 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 more time that you have to realize that the shit that you was doing was some fuck shit. Like nigga, this shit was dumb. Yeah. And you start coming to realizations like I don't want to go to jail. Like nigga, why 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 am I supporting this nigga? This nigga, I don't even like this nigga. Yeah. The longer you sit, and the longer your co-defendants sit in jail, the more likely they are to start running their mouths for their freedom. Get I, them niggas out too. I think the reason that people quote unquote snitch is because once you are away from a particular environment and off the drugs and alcohol. All and shit, you literally are set. What you you can sit down in your thoughts and think about that dumb shit you was doing. I'm like, man, I don't even like these niggas, dog. And it's due for self. It's self preservation. <laughs> yeah, fight or flight. And niggas is f- trying to get on the witness protection program and shit. Anyway, uh, young young Dolph didn't make state blah blah blah. Uh, he got arrested, and young young black youngster went directly to the studio and dropped some fire nigga. <laughs> I ain't never I didn't know the nigga could rap like this I didn't either but it was it was pretty fucking good you know everybody don't take um tragedy and arrest warrants and cases and shit and like make a, a thing of it like use it to their advantage and drop like fire music nigga this shit was good Hey man, sometimes you gotta when life hands you lemons, you gotta make fucking lemonade out of that. Life shit. hands you lemons, you gotta make some Tito's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make a cocktail and, and shit. let people wonder how the fuck you did this shit. Yeah. So I mean, shout yeah. out the black youngster dropping yeah. from fire. Yeah, and, and nigga I'll, went directly at him like nigga, you a snitch? You did like because he is. I'm not biting my tongue. I'm not about to play it cool. Little, I, was, I was playing it cool before because he never mentioned anything about it. Draw snitching is still snitching. Uh, yo, <laughs> uh, on just a side note, ball hair brother radio. Shout out to my homeboy Cool Breeze. I'm looking at you on Instagram right now downtown, and it looks like you're incredibly cold outside on the <laughs> riverfront right now. But you're doing your thing, my nigga. You always use always on the DJ hustle. Hey, for sure, a nigga is, he stays busy. It's 56 degrees right now. It was 90 a day and a half ago. Yeah, man, Detroit just got – we got two seasons in Detroit, summer and winter, and the two might mix like, depending on what month you're in. 90 degrees on Thursday, and it was 50 degrees on Friday. Dog, this is not normal, man. Well, I mean, it's normal for, for us. Michigan, but like – We're used to it. Yeah. All right, man, what's going, what else we got on here? Um, uh, shout out to my nigga LeVar Ball and the controversy that you continue to cause every time you leave the house, my nigga. Man, shout out to fucking LeVar Ball, man. Um, I think ultimately this is going to lead us into the topic of today. But um, Father of the Year, in my opinion. He, he may, we, I can't wait to Father's Day. But to, on Father's Day episode, we're going to nominate some fathers. We're going to go down. We gonna we gonna we gonna talk about some all time the all time greatest fathers in uh in recent his, in history. Okay. TV wise and real life wise. Uh, you know who my favorite TV dad yeah, is. So we don't even say nothing. <laughs> we gonna we gonna get in there. We gonna break them down and we gonna have a really dope ass Father's Day episode. Uh, yeah, but Levar Ball uh, went on Colin Coward's show and I guess people are making an uproar about. Him being dismissive of his of Colin Coward's co-host Christine Leahy. Now, just to give you some backstory, Christine Leahy went on a show on Fox Sports and was talking trash about how she feels like uh, what's 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 his name? Uh, Lonzo Ball, okay, and the other Leangelo and Lamelo. How they're they act like they're scared of their father. And which I don't think there's fear. Like when you grow up in a black household, there's a certain level of respect 
and admiration that you have for your father. And when you have a real fucking black father in the house, like, no, there's certain shit that you just don't do. Like, I'm a grown-ass man, but when I go to my father's house, like, yeah, I'm not cussing and shit at my dad's crib. I respect the father-son hierarchy. There's a respect level there. They ask him, like, well, when you're on TV, um, it seems like you're doing all the talking and he, 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 he co-signs you or whatever. He says, well, you're asking me the question. And like in our household, you don't speak while your father's speaking, or like you. Just, I mean, that's just. I mean, that's, that's that's real shit. My dad talking when he finished talking, I'm gonna talk. Or when you ask my father a question, I'm gonna let my father answer. When you ask me a question, I'm gonna answer. But don't act like y'all not bringing my father up here because y'all know he attract attention, and you know if you ask him a specific question, he gonna ride for us, and it's gonna be contrary to popular belief. And y'all know what y'all doing, so don't make it seem that way. And then to me, when I look at it, it's the father looking out for the best interests of his sons. Plain and simple. Like if as my job as a father is to protect my kids, I think my sons are the, are the best things walking the earth. I think they handsome. I think they smart. And if somebody asks me my opinion of my child, I'm not going to say nothing yes, bad about him. Yes, like my I'm child a boost. better than your son. Nigga. Yes. yes, absolutely. My son will beat your son ass. My son is the best artist, is the best athlete is the best student because to me i look at i look at my child as being nothing but the best so i don't see what the fucking uproar is about him saying that his kids are the best to him in his opinion did you hear Kyrie Irving comments no like Kyrie Irving was like uh that he need to let him let him go um when he was 18 he had to tell his father that it's gonna be i'm gonna be in control he said when he got his first tattoo got his earring and blah 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 that's cute Kyrie it really is like this. This don't got like this. Ain't, this, this ain't that. This not that, fam. <laughs> and and Lebar Ball talked about it. it. Was like, well, Kyrie, you don't got no children. You're not a father. You can't have this conversation with me. And moreover, you ain't come from a two parent home. It was just you and your dad. You don't you don't understand this dynamic. When we go in our home, it's a mom, it's a father, and it's three boys. This is a dynamic that you don't know nothing about. The reason that you wanted to get away from your father, and he said a lot of these people talking about. They got to let them go because you wanted to get away from your family because you came from the hood. You came from a, a messed up place. There's always this struggle that you're trying to separate yourself from. Nigga, we live in Chino Hills. We got a family structure. Yeah. Like, we rich already. A nice already. ass house out in Cali. There, there's nothing to get to escape from. I don't want to run from my family because I love my family. We get together. I watched the um, the documentary on YouTube. Um, yeah, they got a, a little, uh, like, eight episodes, a little um, a reality, reality show, show. Yeah, yeah. or whatever. I didn't know the inner workings of their family. And I'm like, one, I didn't know the personality of all three of them kids. These kids are funny. They roast each other all day. Uh, They're Lon- brothers. Lonzo, they, they're teenage brothers. I don't can't believe I'm going to say Lonzo Ball can rap. Like, he, yeah. can, he can actually rap. He spit over that Drake free, uh, that free smoke beat. Yeah, I heard that. But, like, during the thing, he was, like, rapping in the car. And they're like, the dude can actually rap. And all three of them and they and they and how they interact with their mom, like, they don't – his. They, uh, they they're they're a family. They laugh and they Jones all day. And like like Lonzo, he said like y'all think this is different. Y'all not used to my father. This is all I've known. That's that's what you grew up with. So I mean, it's not. I'm not intimidated by it. Like, look, I love my old dude. Love him to death. Ray Cash is my nigga. And you know, I take a bullet for my dad, and I and I send some bullets back at a nigga for my dad. Like 
But he, my dad was like a hard person to live with and a hard person to deal with. I thought he was the worst person in the world until I fucking grew up mm-hmm. and had a family of my own. Then I understood his Absolute mythology and why he did what he did in order for us to be decent people and have a and have a good life. Like, yeah. I thought he was just a fucking tyrant. But no, he was a black man that saw his, his son growing into manhood and did the things so I could be a decent person, man. a husband, and survive out in these fucking streets streets right like one of my biggest fears is raising my sons because they're they're going through shit that only a man will understand correct you know and i never discredit their mothers that like women do an incredible job of raising boys and raising men but there are certain things that she does not gonna be able to connect with because she's not a man and she never did that shit not to say that she can't raise i never say a woman cannot raise a man or can't raise a young boy into a man because women do it every day but there's certain shit that he gonna go through a that man, he gonna need a man to a talk ch- to him a about ch- a child needs a mother and a father Fuck yeah. Point blank period. Because like as a man, if you're a man raising a daughter by yourself, there's some things that you can't teach your daughter. You period. Look, look, man, I got a terrible story time with Dame that involves. Yeah. We'll <laughs> I just need to ring the bell on it before I even touch on it. I got a terrible story time with Dame that involves one of my nieces mm. and me learning the hard way that like I couldn't do what her fucking mama could do. We'll definitely get the yeah. I'm interested in that story. <laughs> yeah. The thing with Christine Leahy um, that I took offense to and that we all should take offense to is that she tried to do the regular old bait, Lonzo Ball, and then play the victim and try to make him seem like he's an ultra aggressive. Or are you threatening me? Or first he tried to say, he tried to paint the picture that I, he doesn't Number one, like he said, I don't want to talk to you. Correct. He told her, like, I, I ain't got nothing She for told you. him, like, why don't you look me in my eye? That's the first mistake. Y'all have a studio set up where the guest is in the middle. Right. The, he, the guest is looking directly at Colin Her and her and her microphone and her desk is clearly is literally on the other side of the room positioned behind Lonzo Ball or whoever the guest is. Yeah. So, I mean, LeVar Ball. So whoever the guest is. So for me to talk to you in your eye, I literally have to turn my body around from from Colin and look you. He said, I'm not looking at you because you scare me. You are you are, you are a, a, a hater. You are a hater. You've already said that you don't like me. You stay in your lane. I'm answering these questions. I don't want to answer your questions. Now, as a journalist, once you ask a question and the person you're asking your question to tells you, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I want to move on to the next question. You didn't take that advice. You didn't take that. That's what you're supposed to do. She hey, was baiting them. Yeah. So. So, I mean, I think you if you had a problem that, 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 that dictates towards women, she tried to make it seem like he has a problem with women. Like. I, I got a problem with a woman, but I'm the one that's married. I'm the one to have a wife and have three beautiful children, blah, blah, blah. Right. So that was the first little thing. Then she tried to paint the picture that he threatened her and that he was somehow going to do something to her. I'm like, come on, dog. Like, this is very clear what's going on. I was like, so he's like, but you'll get what you got coming or some shit. Or he said, some, alluding yeah, to like. Something, something to that regards. And oh she was God. like, are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? And like. If you watch the video, like she was looking over to a producer or something, like you can clearly see that she was like, "Nigga, this shit is working." I'm like, "Come on, man! You using the classic thing, the little white lady, and the scared of the big black man making him out to be a demon or, or villain- villainizing that man." I'm like, "Man, he's he's uh, trying to avoid your question." Colin Hurd is over 
he's trying to move past it and ask the next question, and you keep going at him. You keep going at him. Now he don't like women. Now he's trying to attack you. Like, come on, man. Niggas will poke a bear all day and then get mad when the bear attack him back. Like, at some at some point, you just got to leave it be. I think LeVar handled the, the situation the way he was supposed to. I don't want to answer this question, so I'm going to move on to the next one, but you still keep attacking me. And, like, literally, he's probably going to be in the news media for probably, like, the next 10 to 15 years. Like, if all these little niggas make it to the league and they all good, like, this is only the beginning. He, like, we got one that's going to UCLA next season. Let this nigga have a breakout year. We'll see LeVar again come this time of next year. What I didn't know, but I did pick up after watching that little reality series, is um, which exactly they're, they're in talks for that to come to television. And yeah. I think that needs to get on it TV will. It so will. everybody can see what's going on. But the youngest one probably going to be the coldest one of them all. I didn't think he was that good just based off them 93 points he put up because he was cherry picking all them shits. Yeah. Watching this shit, I'm like, uh, he he did cross up uh, Lonzo too. Yeah, I mean, and he he, fi- <laughs> he and made he, him fall too. <laughs> he's 15 years old. He'll probably have two brothers in the NBA, like in the next two years. Yeah, like you think they ain't coming back and fucking with their little brother, taking him to to camp with him. He he dribbled better than him. He looked like he got a better jumper. Uh, he pulling up from half court at yeah. 15. Like all net, like the little boy can shoot. He's only fifteen. Dog. This ain't the this ain't the last Alonzo uh, Lavar Ball. A billion dollars is not a, a, a unreasonable. Offer. But I said that a few episodes ago, and niggas was like, oh, "How are they gonna get a billion? Look, if all three of these niggas end up being all stars and have successful careers, you could a billion is feasible. Like you think that Nike has not made a billion dollars off uh, off of LeBron James yet? Fuck yeah, they, they just a gave him a billion dollars for a lifetime contract. We've made well over a billion dollars from you. Cause listen, if I can give if, you a billion, I'd have, I've made ten or twenty off. If of I you. can give you a hundred million, if I can give you ten percent of a billion just to start off, yeah. Clearly, I've made. I mean, these sports teams are being sold for billions every fucking day. And I mean, if they can afford to pay somebody, like you say, a hundred million dollar contract over the course of six years, and then wait till they're making year, that money back. Wait, till the new contract money is coming this year. People about With the to TV cash, money. Yeah, they about to get like two hundred million dollar contracts. Yeah. So a bit like so. Think about it. I got three sons that are going to be in the NBA. I want you to give the big baller brand. A billion dollars so we can handle all three of these and i don't like the narrative that everybody's painting that nike said no to him or turned him down adidas turned him down no he turned them down yeah i said because they y'all actually y'all offered my son a nike deal between between it's like six eight and, and ten mil yeah for like five years or whatever i'm not signing a deal unless it's a partnership with the big baller brand so it may not necessarily for the for the quote-unquote work how everybody thinking, but he has set the precedent now. So what happens if the next year, the next kid comes out, the, the number one draft choice comes out and say, I don't want to sign with Nike. I'm going to bring my own show in. And I'm not going to charge $4.95. I'm going to charge $120 for it. And the shoe look good. Why do I need Nike if we're going to use the same type of factories or whatever? Yeah. I'm same gonna, sweatshops. Yeah, the same sweatshops. And uh, I get to design the shoe. I get to make the price. And it's, and it's, it's affordable. And the shoe look good. Now we got a departure from everybody having to go with the big three, essentially. Yeah. Like, well, 
what part of me it's, trying to have ownership is wrong? I, to me, it kind of reminds me of like when people stopped clamoring to sign with major record labels yeah. and started going independent because they independent. I, can, I can keep the money in my pocket. I can sell these out the trunk and like make this. a living. I can get 15 cent of a million records or I can get $5 off 100,000 records. I'm taking a five thousand. I mean, five dollars. Hell yeah! I, I can. Say, I, I may sell less, but I'm gonna make more off of them. I'm not trying to be popular. I'm trying to be rich. Rich. <laughs> Hell so, fuck yeah! Fuck I'm already know. gonna be popular because I play in the NBA. Right. I just want to be richer and have that freedom because you're still an employee. Not LeBron. LeBron is really an employee of Nike more so than he's an employee of the Cleveland Cavaliers because Nike pays you the most money. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Kevin Durant. You're still. A, you're just a richer employee. You're a rich slave. I don't use the word slave, uh, but he is definitely uh, a rich. He getting treated better than the rest of them. Yeah, man. I just like I hate. I don't like the people use that slave analogy too much. Like it's nothing like slavery. Oh no, nah, no. Nah. Um, Especially when you're making ten million dollars. Yeah. Uh, one thing I so know we want to talk about Levar, but so this the high led to how we gonna get to this. Who is, man's is them? Yeah, because Kristen Lee was definitely trying to demonize the black man, use her whiteness. Who, uh, who bought this bitch? Like, who, who, so, who'd you come to the party with? So Charlemagne gave her donkey of the day and called her out on, you know, how how dangerous that is when you play that victim role and trying to demonize a black man and gave examples of how this in the past has led to um, the black man being villainized and think, oh, wow, this is a black man, so he's dangerous and ultimately ends up him getting killed. Like he, he linked it to Emmett Till. I know on the surface you'd be like, well, how does this, how does this connect? Well, listen to Donkey of the Day. And he breaks it down, and it makes a lot of sense. Jason Whitlock, whose man's is this, comes to her his defense. I mean, her defense, and you know, attacks Charlemagne. And, 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 and I just want I just want to ask this question though: Whose man's is this? Not can, nobody's. Is nobody's there, claiming Jason Whitlock. Can someone stand up and say, "This is my man. This is my friend. This is who who I fuck with." Can somebody vouch for this man? Because I can't find nobody. I have never heard this man say anything good about anybody black. He called Serena fat, like in a few. Oh, fat ass interviews. calling somebody fat. Fail NFL player. Fail college football player. Man, get the fuck out of here, man. I hate Jason Whitlock. I hate that his name is Jason. Why did he take my fucking name? I don't give a <laughs> fuck if that bitch ass nigga older than me. Uh, yeah, man. Jason Whitlock has been on some whole shit. And. I guess that's what started kind of our dialogue. Like, whose fucking man's is this? Like, yo. He, he, he equated LeBron James to Donald Trump and said, LeBron James don't got no struggle because he's too popular. He got enough money. So he just like Donald Trump. Nigga, what? Yeah. Call Serena fat. Uh, said Colin Kaepernick was fake because all he cared about was Instagram models and blah, blah, blah. He was fired from ESPN because of his comments to Scoop Jackson. I, re- I forgot that back in the day. Called Scoop a clown. Uh, said his fake ghetto posturing was an insult to black intelligence. Ain't nothing about Jason Woodlock intelligent. No, no. He was talking about somebody, someone else. Oh. Uh, Scoop Jackson from uh, when he was on ESPN. Uh I like Scoop Jackson. I do. Uh, shout out to Scoop. Like that was like you want some. Scoop was like the the Scoop was like the Spike Lee of uh, sports journalists and shit. Like he kept one hundred percent real. Yeah, and that's and that's what led to his firing from ESPN. But it's also been reported that like other comment other color commentators didn't want to fuck with him because of the shit that he said. I used to hate when he used to fill in on um, PTI. 
like PTI is one of my favorite shows. Yeah, one I, of the shows I follow. Yeah, I I, I stopped watching Around the Horn. Uh, I used to watch. Uh, it's two ESPN shows I watch. Is uh, Dan Lebertar show with Bomani, Dan and Poppy. Yeah, and uh, PTI. Other than that, I'm on Fox Sports One watching um, Undisputed because uh, fuck Stephen A. Smith. Okay, I mean, if we just throwing throwing niggas in front of the bus, I mean, him whose mans is he? he who who mans is that? Because him and him and uh, Jason Woodlock, y'all on the same team. I mean, no man, Steve. Uh, who fuck with Steve? Steve ain't gonna get in front of some some black college students and tell them racism don't exist no more. If you don't get your bitch ass all the way the fuck out of here, <laughs> <laughs> I take you to some places where where racism is alive and well. You travel underneath the Mason Dixon line. Uh, they still call him black people boys. And he, he he wasn't always like that. Stephen A. Smith been like this for the last three years. He made some comments about a young he he made after the Ray Rice situation happened. He made some com- he made a comment saying that essentially saying like look, there's certain things that a woman shouldn't do with a man who will put your hand put his hands on you. He wasn't saying that it was right, but like if you know this nigga crazy, right, you sh- probably shouldn't hit him. On the elevator because he gonna give you a right cross. He is wrong, one hundred percent. But you know this nigga crazy. Don't hit him. Don't spit him. Call the police. Run. Get the fuck out of here. But he got suspended for it. And ever since then, he been towing the company line. And every time he get a chance to, he'll berate black folks. He'll like he will know. He love talking down on niggas that smoke weed. Get off the weed. The yeah, weed. Man. Kush ain't never caused no problems in my life. Now, they did a montage of every time he said, get off the weed. It was like 15 minutes long. Fuck. Fuck them. People that talk bad about weed are not my friends. Uh, but who mans is this? Jason Woodlock. I hate Jason Woodlock. I, I really do. Uh, I, and I, don't, I try not to use that word a lot, but I, there's nothing about Jason Woodlock that I enjoy. He's it's a, our show. We can say hate how much we want to. He is a waste of space. He's fat. He has a terrible hat on, and his suits look like they. Fat niggas shouldn't wear fedoras. Shout out to Charlotte. Fat niggas shouldn't wear fedoras. His suits all come from the men's warehouse or uh, Burlington Co. Factory. Uh, oh man, um, they're not tailored. <laughs> Backy ass Burlington Co. Factory look, suit. He always looked like he rolled out of the. He rolled like he put his clothes on the bed, slept on top of them, and then rolled out of bed and put them on without washing up. And walked in that bitch. Like that's how he looked. He looked disheveled, no matter what time it is. <laughs> disheveled and slovenly. Uh, and that's a. Uh, <laughs> and that's funny. And that's kind of the dialogue that led us to like, whose man's is this? Because we've all been in a situation where you've been somewhere and somebody does some embarrassing shit, some fuck shit, some wild shit, and you turn around looking like, yo, know, who? who who bought this nigga? Yeah, so I, I came across. Uh, so I put a. You video gotta tell on, about your house, your house party story. Yeah, so I put a I put a question online, right? It says like when somebody asks the question, "Whose man's is this? Who's most at fault? Is it the person who's doing some crazy shit, or is it the person who brung this nigga?" Because I mean, you knew this is this how your man get down. Like, who man's is this? Why did you do this to? Either this? way, at the end of the party, both y'all niggas gotta leave. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, we got a couple of people who, you know, send in some comments, some voice notes or whatever. So I'm going to go ahead and play so you can hear the people feedback and then we'll kind of expound on that. Uh, so shout out to my man, Lou Hef. Uh, check out what he had to say. What's going on, Jay? 
This your boy Lou Half Team GOE, Mr. Why Not Win. I'm going to respond to your question of the day. And my answer is, it's whoever man's it is. Because the dude doing the foolishness is probably just being himself, right? So that ain't really his fault. But if the dude, if somebody else brought him around, you got to be aware that your man's is known for doing some foolish shit. And he might not need to be in that space. So you're responsible for bringing that dude around. So when a nigga asks who man's is this, you best need to duck out the door. You need to cover your eyes up, cover your face up, and slow roll your way up out the facility. All right, once again, shout out Lou Health, Team GOE. Also, Health a promoter, isn't he? No, nah, he uh, in the bodybuilding and, and, and weight training and, and um, health, fitness, the whole night. Okay, that's what's up. Uh, maybe I had him, com- <clears throat> I probably had him confused with somebody else, but shout out. Yeah, man. Health got big out here, man. Okay. He, he got his Arnold Schwarzenegger on and shit. Uh, he may have to help me out. I'm trying to get my weight up. Okay. I'm trying to get burly for the wintertime. Okay. Got to start in the summertime. Yeah. Most niggas try to get their body right for the summer. Right. And you, you trying to get your body right for the wintertime. My summer body is always incredible. If you see me with a shirt off, you ladies may want to touch yourselves in oh, private shit. places. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I um, I agree with Lou on that point, uh, but my homegirl Tiff uh, did not agree. She had the opposite opinion. So this Of is what, course. Of course, because she's a woman. <laughs> uh, shout out to Tiff. This is what she had to say. No, hell no, because everybody got a crazy-ass friend that just be doing some dumb shit. Like, if you go outside looking a mess and I be like, who mans is this? That's something different, because people friends should be able to tell you. But if you just out here wilding, like, fucking bitches, having babies with niggas, like, no, nigga, that's your fault. Like, you the one who fucking wilding. If you out here punching bitches and shit, that's your fault. You wilding. That don't have no reflection on me. The only reflection he got on me is if I'm sitting up here walking around with you and you doing dumb ass shit, but it like like far as like dressing or like appearance or we at a restaurant and you acting a fool, but like other than that, that's on you. You are your old person. All right, so uh, I see both sides. I, I, I literally, I do, I do see both sides. Uh, I mean, you respond. It's levels to it, right? Nah, nah. Because if you do some, if you do some wild shit, and you, you, my people, and you came with me, like accomplice accessory, we both going to jail. We both involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we both got to leave. Oh, you know what? Uh, and it's my man Wine just hit me up on Facebook, asked me if it was uh, too late to uh, send his in. Uh, but seeing as we can edit whatever the fuck we want to edit in. It's never too late, Juan. <laughs> so this is the edit for Juan. Play. Good evening. Good evening to you too, sir. However, I believe that quote of, you know, who mans is this? I believe it goes on both parties. The reason why I say that is because, you know, that individual is weird you can almost guarantee he's going to do weird shit. So when someone says, who mans is this? You better believe it's probably your weird friend. Me, personally, I love weird people. So nine times out of ten, I got somebody weird that's going to be with me so they can give me a good laugh. You know, hey, who mans is this? That's my man. And I knew he was going to do something weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good day to you, and good day to you too, sir. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Juan is funny. Uh, he's retarded, actually. Uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> not a popular word to say these days. <laughs> this is actually this is the wine I was talking about. Uh, who uh, took a pee at uh, Belle Isle and shit. Oh, so man. It's funny that we talked about on the episode. And Why? You was almost on the sex offender <laughs> list, my nigga. You came real close. You came You came real close to being on the permanent creep squad. Uh, that's one of the funniest niggas I know in real life, though. Um, hey, man, this is my opinion. In the situation, when you got to ask whose man's is this, it's always the person who brought him, who's responsible for him. He is the worst off in this situation. Because like Lou said, the nigga doing the crazy shit is probably just being himself. And you knew this because that's your man's. And you brought him into this situation and like not knowing what he may or may not do. That's not that's not right. Like if we in the if we were working in the uh the criminal underdealings and you bring in somebody that fuck everything up or snitch and got put people like you Y'all getting shot. It's your Both fault. y'all getting shot. Who man is this? Nigga, you don't want to put your hand <laughs> Like we've seen that go bad. Like, hey man, I watched Goodfellas. <laughs> I watched Donnie Brasco, yeah. and the niggas that bought him in. You gotta go. Yeah, Joe Pesci died, and when Joe Pesci got killed in Donnie Brasco, like they took their hands off of Ray Liotta. Like you're on, you're on your own, my now, my nigga. Hey, who man's is this? Yeah, uh, that's a dope question. Cause so you got to talk about that house party. Oh man, so this is the reason why, damn. Uh, this is the reason why I do think it is. Uh, so I don't necessarily bring people to my house all the time. Uh, I, I really don't actually. And um, me and a young lady were standing together. We had like a, a little gathering for her birthday. Went out, and we had everybody come back to the crib or whatever. And um, had drinks popping. Yeah, we playing. We playing. Man, we playing Black Card Revoked. Everybody having a good time. I ain't never get no invite. Uh, man, it's a little like it was. It was everybody was all coupled up. It was a, a very Matter of fact, I put it like this. So, all my friends are kind of cu- coupled and shit up, and you know, by default, your lady and they friends, whatever. So, everybody who who she invited, they mates were there. Okay. The late, because I want to. I mean, at the time, all her friends were there, and whoever they was with, you know, what I'm saying, so everybody coupled up, boom, boom, boom. And a recipe for a terrible <laughs> event is having more niggas there than women. Yeah. So one of her guy friends uh, come through one. It is. I already, I already know what type, you know, what time it is. So the nigga came and he very drunk, though. You know what I'm saying? So I guess he didn't really understand the dynamic there. And he like making advances at some of the women there. And everybody is accounted for. Okay. And niggas pulled me to the side like, dog, who mans is this? Because. I'm about to beat this nigga ass. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, hey. So I pull her to the side like, your man, like. Is, is doing the most. He right way now. too drunk, and then he started like licking his tongue. Got that bitch. I mean, like I bitches, because that's at ladies. <laughs> that's very disrespectful myself. But he started licking his tongue out and stuff like that, and then things got very heated once, once because I'm I I saw the shit right. I'm trying to be the peacekeeper. Um, this is my home. I don't want nothing no happen because. You're more niggas getting their ass beat in your house, and you live in Oakland County. Like, the police yeah. will come quick than a motherfucker. And I'm thinking, like, one, this nigga too big for somebody to be wrestling around with. And all Gotta my, shoot him. All my Gotta folks shoot him. do carry it. And I'm not saying that that's where it was about to go, but I didn't want it to go there. So things got heated. You know what I'm saying? People had to be separated, so I had to get some of my folks to go one side, and you go out this door, we go out this door. But it got to a point where the night was over. Everybody got to go now, and it was basically – this is your fault because this is your, your man's, man's and you know what type of shit he be on, but this is your birthday. 
and you got to do – I mean, like, it's not like – this your man's. This is your fault, period. It's always the person who brought this motherfucker. You're not responsible for their actions, but you are responsible for the outcome because you brought this shit to everybody. Yeah, you – If if it wasn't for you, they wouldn't be here. This is your fault. I agree. Uh and shout out to my homeboy, Corey, because we had an incident like that where he was tripping because he had a little bit too much liquor in his system. We was at the spot playing cards with these chicks, and Corey was going in. And he said something about the young lady having a mustache. And that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I bet. And, you she, know. The, the punch that broke somebody's face. <laughs> and they was like, straight up, whose man's is this? And all y'all niggas need to like the car party is done, and all y'all niggas need to leave. Now, car parties can go from bad to worse real quick. Yeah, and, you seen Kane and Menace. <laughs> yeah, just, and and straight up, I don't give no fuck about cards. Like if you my space partner, I'll cut you. I don't give no fuck. What? 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 I don't care. I don't care. It's just a card game. What you gonna do? Are we playing for the world championship or something? No, it's just, oh, just playing you, spades. Oh, I forgot. You the nigga that know how to play spades. I don't really, I don't care about spades. Like, I know how to play, but I don't get no fuck. Hey, man, you ever thought about doing a solo podcast? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, what the fuck is going on, man? I don't eat leftovers. I don't fuck with spades. I barely watch TV or movies. No, that's like a black car revolt. That I don't fuck with spades? Yeah. So we, what? Fight me. Fight me. Shout out. We are going to do an episode called Black Car Revoked, and I actually want to get um, a nice group. Uh, we should bring the girls in from Cocktails uh, and Convos. We're going to have a, a nice group of uh, ladies and a nice mixture, and we actually going to play Black Car Revoked live on the podcast, and I think that'll be a dope episode. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. Um, we might have to go back to shop. We might have to go back to uh, oh, man. Podcast Detroit because that's a lot of That's like 10 mics. Okay. I'm not about to go buy extra mics uh, okay. to play one game. Um, but I think that'll be a dope episode. <laughs> it would be. Uh, when it's going to be called Black Car Revoked. Um, God damn it. Don't steal my idea because I will uh, send you a computer virus via the email. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm I'm just one of them niggas. I don't care. I don't care about your space game. All right, dog. I don't we, care about your flight. Who, whose man's is this? <laughs> and, unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately, unfortunately. I came with this nigga, Jay Johnson. <laughs> fortunately, unfortunately, niggas, niggas said, like, dog, who, who is this? this? Who is this Dane nigga? I'm like, oh, that's my man. <laughs> yeah. I had to claim Dane. Like, yeah, who man's is this? That's my, that's my man. I mean, I'm I, sure I'll probably put you in that position more than once. And the longer we do this podcast, the more people will ask. Like, yeah. this is your idea, though. Like, uh, sure. Like, uh, somebody on, on Twitter uh, actually pointed out was like, I got some real wild ideas about um, healthcare, about gun care. I mean, gun control, um, about a bunch of shit. I was like, you know, I never really thought about the bitches all together like that. The shit sound pretty wild, but hey, may work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whose man is this? Hey, it's Jay Johnson. Right. Yeah, I, the, we came together. Yeah. We came together. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, man, I can't it, wait till we get kicked out of somewhere together. Show be, you, we can show. I can show you my true friendship. Hey, man. Because I like to get drunk and push strangers. <laughs> I, I just be trying not. I be trying to avoid the bookings, beloved. <laughs> I, I came real close to that shit so, at like, the party. Like it's oh. But we knew everybody there. But had I seen somebody I did not know, there's a good chance I would have pushed a stranger. Hey, shout out to um, Jesus. Jesus, nice. Uh, he, every Friday he tweets out, uh, "It's Friday, avoid the bookings, beloved." Yeah. Uh, you don't want to go to jail on a Friday. 
Nah, cause you you there all weekend. You, you there until Monday. You there all weekend. But some for the like, most part, like the suburbs, the suburbs got weekend court. Yeah, Dearborn, Dearborn Heights definitely. Yeah. Uh, they <laughs> they'll let you go on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they let you go on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cause you're gonna wait. But if you go into if you're in the city of Detroit, don't go to jail on Friday. There's nothing like waiting. There's nothing, and I can speak from experience. There's nothing like getting arrested and having to wait for court. Like that's the longest how many ever hours it is ever. Talking on that jail phone, hoping somebody answered the phone. <laughs> Nobody you, answers the jail phone because you need a fucking credit card now. Nah, that shit crazy. Yeah, you got to you got to talk, get everything out in that little recording. How many numbers you know by memory, nigga? Three. That's and that's the test. That's the that's the. It's only it's only like one or two numbers that you know. Look, the first. And if you one of them niggas who switch cell phones all the time, dog, don't do that. I done had the same <laughs> phone number for damn near seventeen years. Look. The first time I ever got arrested, I realized how many numbers I did not know. I knew three numbers. My dad, my ex-wife, and my baby mother's number. That was all I knew. Who'd you call? I called my baby mother, and she came and bought me out. Shout out to you. Yeah, shout out to her. Because she could have, like, I was on, we wasn't even on good terms, and she could have let me sit. But she, and like. And des- she deserves a Mother's Day gift. And she got one. But straight up and down, she could have let a nigga sit. But she, she G'd up on me, and she came and got me out of jail. Yeah. Man, once nah, I'm not going there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going. I was going to share a story, but nah, I'm not sharing the shit. No story time with Jay this nah, week. Nah, nah. Uh, oh, yeah. I did want to talk about one other thing. One thing local news is, that was popping this week. Uh, Eight five five. No, I ain't going to throw the number out there until you pay for a motherfucking spot, Mike Morse. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you live in this metro area, you know who Mike Morse is, and you know clearly, I think everybody know who Jeffrey Figer is. Yeah. Uh, they like the top. To I don't, it's kind of dismissive when I call them TV lawyers and shit. But they they do run, run a lot of commercials. Yeah, they run a lot of commercials. They like number one and number two. Well, I think it's like a one A, one B, and one C because Sam Bernstein, Sam the goat, <laughs> Sam the goat, <laughs> right? But uh, allegedly, there's been a case of a suit brought against Mike Morris. Um, a lady tried to say she he groped her, grabbed her breast, or some shit like that. This is all alleged. You gotta be real careful when you dealing with lawyers. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jeffrey Farger took the case. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Farger about that dollar. He don't give a fuck about this case. He like, oh. It's it, Mike Morris? It's Mike Morris. I got a chance to drag this nigga in the courtroom? Yeah. Yo, yo, your number is eight. Is Mike wins? That's your tagline? <laughs> you, you got to win this case. Yo, I don't I don't have a dog in this race, but it's going to be real interesting to see how this shit play out because it's going to get dirty. Absolutely. It's going to get dirty. But this is some interesting shit. And Jeffrey Figer is like a scrappy motherfucker. Like, he'll he'll swing below the belt. And for all the t- for everything that I've heard, they don't like each other. And That's they, even better. They offices like not even a mile apart. Like no, Jeffrey Figer got that fortress of offices. Like De- Jeffrey Figer like bought like a string of offices uh, in Southfield and then like connected them all. So he got like a <laughs> the, the Figer fortress. <laughs> it's like a whole block that's uh, uh, uh that's his office. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then Mike Morris has like the tallest building in Southfield. Uh, with I think you say Mike wins on there. I think so. Um, but like, and it's I can see Mike Morris building from my window at work. Like when I look out the and I I work midnight, <laughs> so when I look out the window at night, I you see eight five five. I see Mike wins. Like so, these niggas is like I'm a one number two. Now they go ahead up and hey, like man. that's the best marketing you could get. Like when the head lawyers go against each other, you gotta win, Mike. And Figer, if Figer wins against a nigga who tagline is Mike wins, F- Figer ain't got shit to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like he he really don't. Yeah. But Mike wins, you gotta win, my nigga. Figer lucked up on that Kevorkian shit. 
sometimes you stumble into a good opportunity. Uh, Dr. Death made him a household name. Yeah, and he's running with that shit. But, yo, Sam Bernstein is the GOAT. He gave you niggas the blueprint. Don't think about this shit. Because we was kids when the the, the Kovorkian shit was going on. Kovorkian was out here killing niggas. (laughs) Like, at the end of the day. People that wanted to die. People that wanted. He wasn't a murderer. He was just. By law. Assisted suicide is not legal. If you want, if you wanted a gun, if you had a gun to kill yourself, he may have left the bullets on the dresser and and walked into the other room. And I'm perfectly okay with us. If you want to do that, assisted suicide, I think. Whatever. Why the fuck you gonna keep me here just so I can be in pain? Like that's that's a decision that's that's up to you or whatever. But it's funnier when I say he was out here killing niggas because he clearly (laughs) he was clearly out here killing murdering motherfuckers. Uh, They called a nigga Doctor Death. Like they got a name like he was a super villain. Like he was the 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 nigga that Spider-Man was going up against next. like, But uh, that's going to be a very interesting case, and I can't wait to, to 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 notify the listeners of the winner. Yeah. But Sam Bernstein gave you niggas the blueprint. And, yo, shout out Sam, to Sam. Cause Sam, I, Sam Bernstein is in Bison. Like, <laughs> so they fighting, and then once they finish fighting, you're going to go see the boss and shit. And Sam got all the – you got to make it through Sam three kids too. And, yo, I had a little little incident back in the day. Where I needed some representation, okay. and I thought there might be some money involved, and I called Sam. One eight hundred call Sam. One eight hundred, and Sam wouldn't take my case. He said <laughs> he said it wasn't lucrative. <laughs> Sam told me it wasn't lucrative enough. Like I, I don't know the hierarchy of lawyers. Like, do other lawyers look down upon them? I think Figer is like a certified like out here. But like I remember back in the day, it was like quote unquote cheesy to be a TV lawyer. But how else do you get people to know who, who you who are? Who the fuck you are? Like, the only reason I know Carl, who Carl Collins is. Is because of the commercials. Yeah, he is good. And I've seen that convert. He got a conversion van that he roll around in with his face wrapped on it. Or Yeah. I, I see the nigga in the gym sometimes. And I saw him at the Northwest Activity Center he where made his office weigh, he, is. he may weigh 85 pounds. <laughs> I think he was curling two and a half pound dumbbells and shit. Like, he's a skinny nigga, though. Carl don't, Carl don't need to work out. I'm sure he don't. He work out with bills. Absolutely. <laughs> with stacks. My brother told me he is actually good. Yeah, he's... He, my brother would know. He told me he's good. Shout out to my two lawyers, Ronald McDuffie and my nigga Eddie Bajoka, because both these niggas have kept me out of jail on multiple occasions. Okay. And Delthea for keeping me from being shrouded under debt by friends of the court. Um, I forgot my lawyer name. That quick. I, I don't forget mine because in the, like now that's a number I oh, know. Shout out to Paul I know Woods. Eddie's number. Shout out to Paul Woods. <laughs> uh, yeah, Paul Woods definitely uh, kept me out of jail. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Paul Woods, and that was a uh, kept a couple of my homies out. My, I got it from a, I got it from my homeboy. <laughs> it was a reference. Yeah, it was definitely a reference. Uh, reference. So shout out to Attorney Paul. Yo, Woods. Eddie kept me out of jail in fucking Oakland County for, and I can say it now for some shit that I one hundred percent did. I was a hundred percent guilty, and that nigga Eddie kept me out of jail. So. Shout out to that nigga. I sent him a Christmas. He sent me a Christmas card every year, and I send him one back. <laughs> At first of the year, when I get my when I get my tax money, I make sure I go see him. Just to spr- I, I salt uh, I salt base sprinkle that nigga with a couple dollars because I know I'm gonna need you this year. Mm. All right, pause. Stop this shit. All right, man. So. Um I think that's pretty much everything we had on the list, man. Another successful episode of the Shop Talk Podcast. Yeah, man. So tell a friend and tell a friend about the podcast. Like also, if you're listening to it and you fuck with it, like just tell somebody. Also, man, um, I'm gonna go ahead and put this out there. I'm gonna put a little bit of pressure on myself, but I mean the name of this episode is Who Bands Is This? Yeah. Um, but what I am committing to is a new weekly um segment called 
whose man's this? Because somebody's going to do something fucked up every week. Every week. Some weeks might be harder to find it than others, but yeah. if Charlamagne can do Donkey of the Day, every we can, day, we can do whose man's do is this once a week. Once a week. So I'm going to put the pressure on myself and I'm going to go ahead and do it so you can look forward to something. I, I do think we need to be very consistent with, with, with our approach. So everybody expect the same thing. So that's what we're going to do. Because um, when I don't go wild, like, people will really reach out like, damn, damn, yeah. you was kind of watered down this week. Like, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, we've set a precedence. Yeah. But we always got to make sure that we are true to ourselves and not just saying wild shit for the, the sake of saying wild no, shit. No, I don't say shit for shock value. Like, my life is wild than a motherfucker. It's crazy as shit. Some days are more tame than others. But, like, yo, if I had a camera following me around all day long, you would see some shit that you wouldn't fucking believe. Yeah, absolutely. And, um... I might do that in my real life. You just never hear about it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a private person. This is different for me. I'm private when it comes to like my kids, my relationship, shit like that. But like just my life in general, like the fucked up shit, my ups and downs. Like I don't give a fuck about sharing that shit. I, I I'm a real person. I go through real life shit. Absolutely. And shout out to the College of Hip Hop for sponsoring this episode, man. I really do want y'all to go ahead and download this app because. It's extremely dope. Um, yeah, once yeah. I, and it's free. Free. You can't be free. Uh, once I actually downloaded it and uh, went through it, um, I peeped out the joint they had on there with uh, Master P um, with Malice um, from the clip. Well, no, no Malice, Malice. Uh, from the clips, and it's just a bunch of it's a wealth of information on there that I wish I had about ten years ago. And even and even more so than that, like yo, if you sponsor us or. Throw some ads out there. The door is open for you to come in and come kick it with us yeah. and talk about some shit. We should definitely have them in. You yeah. Know? I think that would be a dope episode. But we want you to go ahead and download the app, man, just to show them that uh, that we do got a little bit of pull out here. And um, it's a dope app. Yeah, it is. Easy yeah. to use. Um, so, man, let's uh, give out your social media and everything. Hey, it's not going to change. I'm Worldwide Dame. Dame going wild on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. I'm not giving up on Snap like you. Uh, Facebook is the devil, and they have uh, killed Snapchat. No, nah, not, well, not yet. Facebook, but Instagram by way of Facebook. They got filters now, so the girls, you know, I, ladies, I want to see pictures of y'all without filters. Let me see what you really look like. Some, some of them you don't. I do. I just want to know the truth. I like women, so I, I just want to see what they look like. Not to say I'm trying to holler, but like, like let's let's step from behind the lens. Let let me see what you really look like. There's some people on social media I'll never go see in real life. So I just rather they see you look good all the time, since I'm never gonna see you in real life. Social media is 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 the devil. It's a mirage. Yeah. But I've met some incredible people just through social media. Definitely. Shit, I met Krista through social media. That's an interesting story. A, a real dope person. And shit. Yeah. I, I met a whole bunch of niggas through, like, I, I guess in the back in the day it was, like, weird. You met a nigga, you, you met a nigga on the internet, but now it's, like, normal. Cause yeah. Like, my, my son talks, uh, I ain't even trying to throw my, my baby out of the bus, but my son talks to girls all over just straight through social media. And I, and I had to kind of like, I sounded like the old man when I told him, like, look, my nigga, we didn't have it this good. I didn't have Facebook in high school. Nigga, I had to go to the mall and stalk the mall all day to talk out, to girls. Shout out to my nephew. He uh, he found his girlfriend online. Hey, man. And she lived in uh, Grand Rapids. And I took the nigga out to Grand Rapids to meet her and go to her uh, little dance or whatever uh, a couple months ago. And I was like, are you sure this like a real – I had to go through like <laughs> – well, Are you sure you're not getting catfish? Yeah, we had to go through this whole conversation. But, you know, this shit is normal. And, you know, he had a great time. He said it was a great, the best day of his life. So, Hey, man, they, they, living, they living in a better world, man. Yeah, man. So, I wish uh, I had Facebook back in high school. Boy, would my numbers have been through the roof. Man. 
Should have been man. This is scary for middle schoolers and all this shit. Like they shit. Oh man. Yeah, I did. I did all right, but with Facebook, it would have took me to a whole shit. Let me, let a nigga have MySpace. You back know in what? High I'm glad that no, no, no. I'm glad social media wasn't popping in school. Niggas would have been in prison by now, dog. Because for myself, middle school was wild, and up to high. Like I really had a tougher time. Like I see more evil. Um, <laughs> fucked up shit in middle school that I did at any point in my lifetime. <laughs> like in real life, I'm talking. I'm talking about beatings, stabbings, like uh, fighting niggas. Cody, niggas from Cody used to show up to our middle school. Like niggas getting beat up, niggas burn burn their flags and shit. Like middle school was tough. You know what I'm saying? Like what in fucking re- middle school did you go to? <laughs> middle school was tough, man. And then my brother, uh, we went to the same school, and he like he had a fight with the his beefs of- is your beefs. He had a fight with the quote unquote toughest guy in the neighborhood and shit and beat him up. You know what I'm saying? So every day, like, niggas are knocking on the door, like, man, these niggas out here want to fight you. And this nigga don't care. He'll go outside and there's 10 people out there. So I just go and grab two kitchen knives and shit. And we go out. Like, no, middle school was rough. I'm talking about, like, niggas. What middle school did you go to? Dixon, dog. It's just a, a, a little K through eight. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, my brother is the reason. It was a, it went through. <laughs> The, it sounded like a training ground for. Look, <laughs> that's where you go to before you go to jail. Like it was a little, it was a little. I'm, this is the last story. Then we end the episode, whatever. So it was a little white kid there. His name was uh, Tommy Rockhorse. Shout out to Tommy Rockhorse. His mom used to work in the. Uh, you still know this nigga? We Facebook friends or something okay. like that. Uh, so his mom used to work in the school, whatever. And my brother uh, and him was friends, and he was like the literally the stereotypic nerdy white kid, like. Glasses, freckles, book bag, shirts tucked in, plaid shirts, like the whole, you know what I'm saying, the whole yeah. nine yard. But he was friends with my brother. And since my brother, like, beat up the quote-unquote tough guy, like, he was, like, cool. And they didn't, she didn't want him to go to, like, uh, Rudderman or Lessinger or some shit or Ann Arbor Trail. And so she asked the school to make it a K through 6. And they did. And then... They made it a K through seven, <laughs> and then they made it a K through eight. You know what I'm All saying? All for Tommy. Yeah, because you know what I'm saying. She wasn't, she wasn't ready to let him go. She tried to do a ninth grade. She like, look, nigga, this is this is it. You know what I'm saying? But like, it was it was tough. It was like niggas was it was bad. Like niggas was calling the crib. We had to leave the phone off the hook. Like niggas wanted to kill us. Like I don't. <laughs> I'm not In bull- middle school. I, I swear to God, I am not bullshitting. Like we would at some point, like we would take the the, the, the phone that's in the kitchen, take that bitch off the hook, and put it on top of the refrigerator. So like, so my parents had no idea none of this shit was going on. <laughs> no idea that y'all niggas was terrorizing the neighborhood. I mean, we were getting terrorized, but we were just like winning. You know what I'm saying? Like and like so. He older, so when I'm walking to school, and he in middle school, like, it's niggas in cars driving up, niggas from Cody coming through. Like, when I'm walking to school, I see niggas across the street, like, looking at me and shit. Like, it was it was tough, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, the, the, I don't care. High school was, wasn't shit. You know what I'm saying? All through middle school was like the roughest. Because you survived middle school. <laughs> was the roughest, the roughest time hey, man, of my life. Hey, man, I went uh, to Catholic school from kindergarten to eighth grade. Word. Yeah, so I don't know nothing about like. Hey, I turned into a man. Nigga, <laughs> I see. Time I got the cast, nigga, I was like, I was okay just to be a regular kid and shit, and like just do some schoolwork, run track, shit like that. But like, hey, it is what it is. It may like you got to fight with niggas who three and four years older than you, man. It make you grow up. Hell yeah! So shout out to my brother, man. Download, rate, review, and share the College of Hip Hop app. If you learn something from the app. Suggest it to one of your friends who wants to be educated in the entertainment field.
Screenshot your rating and review. Post it and tag at the College of Hip Hop or at T-C-O-H-H-A-P-P and enter for a chance to win an autographed copy of the book, 10 Steps to Profit from Your Passion. Get your social media shit out. Uh, Jay Johnson 313 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I need y'all to go to the YouTube page, which is uh, YouTube slash Jay Johnson. I mean, just hit Shop Talk Podcast and anything, and we're going to come up. Follow the YouTube page because video of all these episodes. I should just go to the website. ShopTalkPod.com. Yeah, and everything is linked there. All our social media, everything that you need to know about us to get at us. If you look, we're still looking for sponsors for the Shop Talk Podcast picnic. Absolutely. Because the shit is going down in July and it's going to be fucking epic. Yes, and you want to be a part of it. Hell yeah. Um, so hit us up, ShopTalkPodcast at gmail.com for all kind of inquiries and shit like that. I'm not saying we're the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jane Dane. Hell yeah.